guys, and welcome to the Box Office Club, your hub for all things movie news, reviews, numbers, and updates. We're your hosts. I'm Emily. And I'm Kate. And today we'll be giving our straight from the seat review of the new sci-fi action movie, 65. So, after a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, Pilot Mills quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. Now, with only one chance at rescue, Mills and the other survive the only other survivor, Koa, must find their way across an unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures in an epic fight to survive. This movie was written and directed by duo Scott Beck and Brian Woods, best known for writing A Quiet Place alongside John Krasinski, and also the 2019 movie Haunt. 65 mainly stars Adam Driver, mostly known from Star Wars, and Ariana Greenblatt from Awake, Love and Monsters, and also played young Gamora in Infinity War, which I was like, oh my gosh, she looks very familiar. That would explain why. Yeah. So yeah. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. All right. So I I think I want to start this off by saying I, I know it's a sci-fi action movie, um, but I was very emotional throughout this entire movie. I found myself getting a little, a little teary eyed (laughs) in the seat. Um, not overly, but there were definitely moments I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, there it is. Oh, it, it got me in quite a few places. Um, one of the first things I wrote down actually was not me getting emotional two minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if that just goes to like the fact that the, uh, Adam driver who plays a father is going on like an extended, uh, like, uh, I I don't know. Um, mission. There we go. Yeah. Extended mission. And then it's going to be gone. And then like, I'm a Marine brat. So I'm like, Oh, (laughs) I'm feeling things. <laughs> this reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised with how emotional it was. Like it was, for me, it was emotional. Um, but I, I liked how emotional it was. It made it just more than just a regular sci-fi action movie. Yeah. Um, funny that you said <laughs> sci-fi, like more than just a sci-fi action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first thing I wrote down was I didn't realize how spacey this movie was going to be <laughs> because I just was sold on Adam driver dinosaurs. Yes. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need anything else. So mm-hmm. I don't think I watched a single trailer for this. No. So, um, I, I think <laughs> the trailers that I did see, it was just Adam driver. And then you saw dinosaurs but you didn't see anything about space. Yeah. So immediately I was like, I just got tricked (laughs) to going to a sci-fi movie and I fucking hate sci-fi movies. Um, so I felt a little deceived (laughs) off the bat and I feel like that might've colored my experience through the movie because you know, Mm -hmm. I don't like space movies. Mm -hmm. And when the opening scene is the galaxy with the writing, I'm like, oh shit. Okay. I am the opposite. I love sci-fi movies. I know you do. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, this is cool. This is kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry that that, <laughs> that it tricked you. <laughs> I just, I like, and I was like doing like the research for it and I was like, okay, sci-fi action. And I guess like, is, is all sci-fi in space? Um, n- no, I think there's, I, I think there's a divide. Okay. So I would say there's definitely sci-fi that takes place like on earth um, for the most part. Then it doesn't have to do with space. It's literally just science stuff. Okay. So, but then uh, I feel like a lot of people are like, no, sci-fi does mean space. I'm very much on the, it, it doesn't mean it in space. Okay. Cause I didn't think it meant it either. So no. I was doing the research. I'm like, oh, 
crash landed on Earth. And I'm thinking his time machine maybe crashed because <laughs> I knew it had something to do with the past. Exactly. So like any time travel stuff, that would be sci-fi. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay. And I like some stuff like Doctor uh -huh. Who. I love that show. That's sci-fi, but uh -huh. ish adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so I thought maybe that crashed or like maybe like a little bit. In, there was like mm -hmm. a little, it was a little just too spacey. <laughs> alien techie type of I feel lied to I I don't I don't feel like I was lied to I thought it was a pleasant surprise <laughs> I <laughs> for <feel> me <laughs> genuinely because I said this to to Matt in the car because he's mm -hmm. like do you want to talk about it or do you want to save everything for the podcast and I was like I'm gonna save everything the only thing I will say is I don't know what I expected the movie to be, but for some reason I didn't think it was that. <laughs> no, I, same thing for me, but I think it was more the emotional aspects of it. I was not expecting. I was expecting straight like Adam Driver and dinosaurs. I don't know. I thought he'd be like fighting them more. Like, I don't know. Like I thought it was going to be like a, Adam Driver v T-Rexy <laughs> brawl showdown. Like, I mean, I feel like kind of was. <laughs> I didn't feel like, I don't know. Maybe I thought it was more like going to be like, kind of like a, like a Renfield comedy type. Oh, vibe. Like not like that. No, not like that. That funny. Cause that you can tell from the trailer, but I don't yeah. know. I, I don't, it was very subtle with any comedy. Very, very subtle. But the, the comedy it did have was very nice. It was, I did enjoy it was that. Cute. I loved it. The flower. <laughs> I put that as uh, one of my standout performances. I said, shout out to the flower. <laughs> really? Because, because it was such a small cast, there's only four cast yes. people listed. Um, so Adam Driver, um, Koa, the um, Ariana Gr Greenblatt who plays Koa, mm -hmm. and then um, the actress who plays... Uh, his daughter and then the actress who plays his wife. Yes. Chloe Coleman is the actress that plays his daughter who I actually wrote for a standout performance because she wasn't on the screen much, mm -hmm. but when she was, I felt it was very impactful and mm -hmm. she has this, this portion of the movie where it's videos of her. Mm -hmm. And while you, while they scroll through the videos of her, you see her, go through an array of different times yeah. and emotions. And I was like, this is a, like you feel what she's feeling yes. in each video moment. And it yeah. feels very real. Mm -hmm. So for not being in the movie that much, mm -hmm. I like, she really resonated on the screen. Absolutely. No, I definitely feel that. Um, and I knew she looked familiar. I couldn't remember. I just found it. She was in my spy with Dave um, Batista. With Dave Batista. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's adorable. Um, and I, I loved her in that too. She um, I can't remember how old she's supposed to be, a uh, nine years old. She commanded the screen in that movie. <laughs> like and going up against literally Dave Batista yeah. as a huge presence, she did phenomenal. So when I saw that it was her, I was like, I know her from something and I loved her in it. So but she she did really good emotionally. Yes. She this. was the emotion of this story. She, she really was. Um, but oh, shout out to the flower. That flower definitely should have been like on that cast list. I also put for standout performances because I only I only had two. I had Chloe Coleman mm -hmm. um, and I wrote was good in emotional parts because that's really all she had. Mm -hmm. And then I said that Adam Driver really excelled when he was in a parental slash teaching moment. Mm hmm. Because this movie is very quiet. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of dialogue really all the time. Yeah. And there's long points in between dialogue from each other. But whenever his dialogue entailed trying to convey something or teach something or like his, his co-star would be in like a situation where he could tell they were struggling, mm -hmm. like how he would respond to that, like just felt so natural yeah. and like real. And yeah. I really liked those moments. No, I, I didn't write it down, but I knew I'd remember it. I was like Adam driver as a father figure 
amazing. Yes. He did really good. Um, he was very calm about everything when it came to dealing with her, except at one point where she was like, she was in imminent danger and he's yelling and I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> like it, it, it got me. But I did also put Adam driver as a standout performance. I just put a hundred percent always. hundred <laughs> percent always. I, I love that man. Um, in the beginning he, he has this very emotional part and he's like, you could see all the emotions on his face and everything. And then at one point he's sobbing. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to start sobbing. Yes. I think I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, like right before that point happened, I remember writing question mark, question mark, huh? <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's a scene where he does what you think anyone would do in that situation. Mm-hmm. And then he says, screw it. And then decides to do something else. And I remember him changing to that. And I was like, Mm-hmm. What? No. I'm confused. <laughs> and then I kind of start to figure it out. And then more down the movie, it does. Mm-hmm. You you understand why. Yeah. But without that information in that moment, you're just like, what are you doing? Like, am I missing like some backstory that whatever company mm-hmm. you're working for is going to like off with your head because you were in a crash. Like that's kind of what I felt like. I thought he was like scared to go home for a minute. Yeah. And I'm like, what is, what am I missing? Because one of the notes that I put at the, my very first note actually was the beginning was very jumpy and I felt it could have used more backstory. That was my number one complaint off the bat. I felt like it was very abrupt of a beginning. Mm -hmm. I felt it was not a lot of backstory behind the emotional drive of the movie. I feel like I still to this moment have a lot of unanswered questions about what was going on and why some of the stuff that happened happened, Mm -hmm. um, especially regarding his child. And then it just jumps and all of a sudden he's a year into his mission and now all of this stuff is going down. And I'm just like, I feel like we're kind of going all over the place right now. And then, and then, stuff happens and it feels like 30 minutes into the movies when the title scream comes on and I'm like what the frick is going on off of that I put weird when the title shows up and then and then I put oh spoke too soon that's when they immediately I was like oh yeah read the rest of what's coming up now it makes sense and I go oh I know where they're at I understand what's going on now but at first I was like why are they showing that it says 65? That's the weirdest spot to put the title for this movie. Yeah, no, that that definitely felt weird. Um, but to go back to, I feel like, I feel like I've seen that in a lot of sci-fi movies is where they, they don't explain everything. There's always like, not twists per, per se, but like mm-hmm. when you find out why he made that decision to change what he was doing. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if something happened. Mm -hmm. They, I feel like sci-fi movies do that a lot where it is like that emotional background, that emotional backstory. They wait to show that. See, but that's the, that's one of the things like we know got answered and Mm -hmm. I understood. And I actually, I figured it out. Oh yeah. Pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Before the, what would have been the big reveal? I yeah. I literally wrote it down. I was like right there. I was like, well, yeah, yeah, figured it out. Mm-hmm. But we never know why they were in that position. You don't know what the company he works for is. Mm-hmm. You don't know why he's on this mission. I don't understand what the pods are for. The people in the pods. That's never explained why he was. I feel like it was like. It said like exploratory mission. So I don't mm-hmm. know if he was supposed to be like these people were going to populate wherever they found or something. Mm-hmm. But like I was, I still want to know. And I get that that's a thing with sci-fi. And I think mm-hmm. that's why I just don't fucking like sci-fi movies all the time. I, I think especially, I, especially with this one, it was more a drama sci-fi action, if that makes sense. Because it, it was heavy on the emotion that, I, I also am curious, but I'm okay not knowing. No. 
Because Why? That, because that's not what the story's about. He's now in trouble. Well, it, it is because he crashes mm-hmm. and he has this little girl now, the only other survivor of mm-hmm. the pods. And now he's in charge of taking care of her and bringing her home, although she doesn't know she might not have a family to go back to. Spoiler. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but why? Why were they all on there? Because mm-hmm. it is important because he's in charge of her now. But that was that was the point of it. Was, I think, like him trying to find a purpose and that was his purpose was like, cause he immediately changed as soon as he saw that there was another. No, survivor. I agree with that, but I still want to, I'm not saying it wasn't important for them to be there. I'm saying, why was he on a two year exploratory mission? And he had like 18 comatose people in the back. I just want to know why they were on the ship. I understand. But again, I, I don't think it's important to the story. It is to me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I think that's like the split of where it is. Like it could have gone into a backstory of what they were doing, why they were there. But because this was more of an emotional movie, you really didn't, you, you really didn't need to have all that background because it was more about his journey. No, it drove me crazy. <laughs> I I did need that background because I was thinking about it the whole fucking time. And I wanted to know. What kind of, I just thought of this. It reminds me more of like the movie Arrival, which is a sci-fi one. It's with Amy Adams and I believe Jeremy Renner. Um, You don't, you don't get like any explanation. Nope. It's, it's more of an emotional journey, but it is sci-fi related. No, I just like... <laughs> Because, you know, he's got like, just why just say what the mission is. That's that's all you need to know. That's all I well, need to know. It could that's, be anything. That's the thing. Like if they not if they decide to do another movie like in this to like make a sequel or anything like that, it's open to anything that they want it to be. It, it could be that they were exploring other. So because this is 65 million years ago, this is before humans were on Earth. So like, but they never, they didn't ever actually explain like, are they humans? Like they look like humans because clearly actors like are human actors, but like it could be anything. It could be um, that they were exploring far off galaxies or they're looking for resources or they're looking for like something specific. It's open to anything that they want it to be. But why the passengers? Why'd they have to be in cryo chambers? I, I want to know. It's, I, it, I'm, it, I'm very much on the, we don't really need to know because it wasn't part of the, clearly it wasn't part of the journey because they all died. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> mm, yeah. Not really though. I mean, yeah. Well, it does say in the official synopsis, the only two survivors. So yeah. I guess it's okay. not actually yeah. a spoiler, yeah. but sorry if that ruined anything for you. <laughs> because if you were like me, you didn't read the synopsis. <laughs> so. Um, Oops. Yeah. I, I I think it wasn't really needed to drive the story forward. Like that was that you could literally leave it in the past. They don't need to know about it. It's just, it's, it's a survival story. They don't really need the backstory. It's about what is going on right now, which is trying to survive earth when um, dinosaurs right before whatever happened to the dinosaurs happens to the dinosaurs. Nope. <laughs> Agree to disagree. I because that's something like if if I'm going to be emotional, mm-hmm. I I want like the answers, you know, expect like especially with the whole reason he's going, he's taking this mission. Like I get it was for like the money, but like, mm-hmm. why are they paying him so much? Why are the people there? Like that to me, those are just stuff that bothers me. But the, the biggest thing that bothered me is you don't know why his daughter's in the situation his daughter's in. And that drove me bonkers. Well, I think cause they don't explain if it's, if they're human or not. So technically they're aliens. Um, so it could have been like some alien disease that we, we just don't need to know about, but maybe it was an exploratory mission to go find a cure. See, and that I would have respected more if they said that, that would have made a difference to me, in my opinion, actually. I kid you not. That's well, all I needed. That's all I needed. That's all you had to say. And well, I would have been it, fine. Because I mean, they explained that he was going because they were tripling his salary. Yes. So it would, it, we can 
we can say that it was something important. Well, but what? Clearly. We don't need to know. I do. <laughs> I like that answer. Going to find cures. That's all you had to say. Maybe all those people in the crowd chambers were sick and they were going to go test cures on them. That's all you had to say. I would have been on board. That's all. That's all I needed. Thank you very much. I, I, I agree to disagree with your agree to disagree. <laughs> really just that simple for me. Um, so we're definitely going to have different answers on how much we like this movie. Yep. Cause I really liked it. I, um, some of the other stuff that I put in here, there's, there's one scene. Okay. That I was like, that's kind of funny. Um, I wrote that it's giving elephant graveyard from the Lion King vibes where there was a skeleton and then there was like steam coming up from everywhere. And I go, this reminds me of the Lion King. <laughs> I, I thought that. that scene was weird. It was weird. Okay. I was like, cause he was walking around and then all of a sudden he looks down and he picks something up. And then he looks up and there's a ginormous skeleton. I'm like, yeah, I was like, how would you miss that? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm glad that <laughs> it was a weird scene. And I was like, okay. But then when they were showing the steam and stuff, I go, if there were more, I was like, this is the elephant graveyard from the Lion King. Where is this going? I, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of waiting for the movie to slip up and like call them dinosaurs mm. because like they wouldn't know. Yeah. So I was like waiting. I was like, okay. Oh yeah. When yeah, are they going to break them? And they yeah. don't, they did really they were, they were like some alien forms yeah. or something here. And that obviously because to them, it's like our version of an alien because they're on yeah. a different planet. So that really checked. And I was like, but I was kind of waiting for it. And that's how I know I was like getting hypercritical. Like I only have two notes left. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because that's, I told you, <laughs> I was like, I don't, you might have to. I, and they're, and they're tech. My two that I have left are just technical. <laughs> Um, <laughs> mine or not. Go for it. All right. Go for um, it, Chief. I will say it had a damn good jump scare. Because <laughs> oh, you jumped. <laughs> I thought it was great. I go, damn good jump scare. What a cute little dino. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I loved that scene. I was like, that was a really good jump scare because he's like looking off and he sees something like moving down and then all of a sudden, boom. And I'm like, oh my God, that was and amazing. I freaking hate jump scares. I love horror I movies, love but scares. I don't love horror movies that rely on jump scares. And this obviously isn't a horror movie. Um, so I also wasn't prepared to just... <laughs> Oh, want to poop my like, pants out of the middle of nowhere? <laughs> this freaking dinosaur just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> you jumped and I jumped like half, like half a second after you. I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Yeah, I, Matt jumped too. And then he looked at me and he was like laughing at me. I was like, don't you laugh at me. I saw you yeah, jump you too. I, I love jump scares. I, no. I love them so much. It's like why I love going to haunted houses now and everything like that. I'm like, scare the absolute shit out well, of Well, you me. know I'm banned from haunted houses, right? <laughs> yes. So. So, yeah. Jump scares are not your thing. <laughs> you punch one employee that jump scares you a little too close and you're not all back at haunted houses. Okay? Look. I, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> what a weird rule that they would put. I no, I love it. Um, I'm just a swing. I'm a swinger when I get scared. It's just I go fight or flight mode. I fight. Yeah. Like there is no, there is no flight. It is I, boom. Um, I hate jump scares. Moral of the story. Love just that. another thing against this movie for me, really. And another point for me to like it. Um, I I liked that because it was dinosaurs, you got a lot of like the Jurassic park vibes of mm -hmm. introducing, like there's dinosaurs here. Cause, um, there were so many moments where I was, where it's like, you know, you see the, the footprint in the ground and you're like dinosaur, but he's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like, uh, what was the other one where I think there was one like kind of waiting and you could see it moving, but the character didn't see it moving. And you're like, Oh, it's right there. It's right there. It's right next to you. Look out. And then all of a sudden it moves and you're like, hold ya. 
Oh, are you thinking of the one scene, sorry, with the with the bush and and, yes. and, and the girl? Yeah. Okay. Because Matt didn't see it and I was like pointing at it. Oh my and he's God. like, what are you putting? I was like, right, right there. Yeah, That's okay. hilarious. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. Yes. No, I saw it. That's exactly the scene. Um, but there was, and there were so many other examples of like, that's so cool. Like, of course it's a dinosaur movie, but he's like on an alien planet. They're just giant creatures to him. They're not dinosaurs. I will give a note to the movie for this. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is not a, not a note. Like I'm not a point to it. A point. Yeah. A point. Um, this is probably one of the first dinosaur movies that I watched that I was actually rooting for the people. Oh my God. Yep. Because my biggest qualm with the Jurassic Park movies is that everyone's stupid. (laughs) Yes. And it makes me so mad. And after like the third one, I looked at Matt and I'm like, I kind of just want the dinosaurs to eat them all. Because they keep doing it to themselves at this point. They do. Yeah. And he's like, no, like you, like some of them. Yeah. But like some of them don't want to be, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. They keep building these islands. They keep making these parks. They keep shipping them off. They keep going there. I don't care. Eat them all. Yeah. Every single last one of them. I don't (laughs) care. All of them gone. (laughs) So for once I was watching a dino movie and I actually cared about the characters and mm-hmm. they did not want to be there and they yeah. did not want to mess with it. Yeah. And they had no choice in being there. So I actually cared about them. And then like a scene would happen and I'd be like holding my breath, rooting for them. And I was like, this is so weird. Cause normally I'd be like T-Rexy eat him up. Go sis. Like that would be my thing. That's amazing. All right. That's a good point to the movie then. Good point. Awesome. That is so cool. Um, with the with the dinosaurs, I was like, oh my God, it is literally one thing after another happening. Okay. Yes. Does this go to your other thing? I wrote bad luck Bronto. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these guys are literal bad luck Brontos. They just cannot catch a break. <laughs> they <laughs> and I put and, it oh next God, to the title. And they're literally Triceratops. I was ready to cry throughout this entire movie. I'm yep. Yeah. But that's like, that's amazing. I, I, I retitled it. I changed it from 65 to bad luck Bronco. <laughs> I love that. That's yes. It was, it was one thing after another. It was, it went all over the place. It, it was, here's everything dangerous on earth at once. Not technically at once, but one thing after another. And it was the, insane. And then anytime you're like, Oh, Okay. That was stressful. You don't even get a time to like breathe. And that's a negative point against them because they would like get out of a situation. Mm -hmm. And then this is not just with this movie. (laughs) This is something, it's a qualm of mine in so many different movies. Mm -hmm. If you just get out of a dangerous situation, can you just stop sitting there after and like just reveling in what you accomplished Especially in this environment. Okay, you beat one dino. You know there's a million and one other dinos on this earth. Can you not just sit there and smile happy at yourself and get your ass up and move? Yeah, there were some points where I was like, what are you doing? You need to get off your ass. And I think like there were some points though where he's like, okay, we got to keep moving. Like, I move. Yeah, move. But there, there's a <laughs> so many movies mm-hmm. that do that. And yes. This, it was a pitfall in this one a few times, especially towards the end. There was like, I was like, oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> walk, yes. get up, move. Let's go. Why are you waving at each other? Let's move. Go, go, go. Yeah, there, there's so many out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was like a one, not just one. It, it was a couple things too many. Yeah. It was like, Pick your favorite out of things to happen because it was way too much of this is happening, this is happening, this is yep. happening, this is happening. Yep. And honestly, I feel like because the runtime for this is an hour and a half and we were confused as to the timing. Because- I was checking my watch. It was too long. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> were you going to say no, no, more? I, I was like to have some filler in between because it was one thing after another. They literally didn't have a break to breathe about some stuff. No, I think you could have kept the runtime, but maybe just cut some of the stuff. Don't put filler, cut some of the bullshit and maybe add five minutes for a backstory to make me care more. (laughs) 
And then I wouldn't have been checking my watch because I knew it was an hour and a half and the movie was at one thirty. And I literally, I think, looked at my watch like halfway through. I was like, okay, 30 minutes left. I really liked it. I didn't want it to end. Um, <laughs> and that's fine. That's why we are two yeah. different people and we yeah. are both giving our opinion. But I looked at my watch like four times. I didn't look at my watch once. I mean, I think I did because like my notifications kept going off and I was like, stop it. Um, nope. But I, I, I will say the ending was abrupt. I didn't think that that's how it was going to end. I feel like they, I don't know. I feel like the last leg got like dragged out and then it was kind of abrupt after Mm -hmm. like for all of that, that you just made me sit and like sit through. Could you, could you give me a little more? That was yeah, annoying to me. Cause that like end sequence was probably only like five minutes, but Mm -hmm. it felt like 20. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, I just, I just think it's funny. I'm like, I, I didn't want it. I wanted it to keep going. And you're like, no, nah, I could have ended like. I'm probably going to be in the minority for this. <laughs> um, so if you guys have seen this movie, let me know. Am I just a sci-fi hater and I need to get checked? Yeah. Or are <laughs> at least some of my feelings valid? <laughs> let me know. Yeah. Um, for some of the some of the moments that were in it. I thought there were some surprisingly cute little moments. I, that is something I wrote down. I liked those. Um, specifically with the flower, the shout out to the flower. Um, I, that was one of those funny moments. Cause but it, it was cuts. the cut. <laughs> the cut to it. That. <laughs> that was great. Um, and just like cute little moments of like, you're in a survival mode, sur- survival movie with like a, however old this kid is, like what, nine, yeah, 10 years old. And like, I think at one point she's throwing things at him and I was like, that's really funny. And then he just like turns right around. He's like, do it again, punk. Yeah. See what happens. Um, no, but I- again, like you could see the emotion <laughs> on his face and it kind of looked like he was trying not to smile. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But surprisingly, some cute little moments between the two of them. So I think it all goes back to, again, Adam Driver as a father figure. Yeah, because that's really the thing good. I wrote, too, is cute comedic moments. Because something in this movie is the two characters have a language barrier. Yes. So and that's a big part of this movie. And mm-hmm. I think that's also like the negative part of my brain was like, did they do that just so they didn't have to write dialogue? <laughs> <laughs> the other half of me was like. Okay, Kate, knock it off. Like, <laughs> some, no, some really good parts came out of the fact that they didn't speak the same language. And yeah. those were actually, I think, some of my favorite parts mm-hmm. was him trying to communicate to this little girl. And like, sometimes, like, she would like mock him. Yes. And it was really <laughs> funny. And like, how he would try and like, just a lot of those like really cute bonding moments. Mm-hmm. And then there's a moment towards the end where the words that she was learning through him become super important mm-hmm. and like super powerful. And I really liked that. But until the good moments started to come, like when I first found out that she couldn't, cause it's already so quiet. And then you first find out she doesn't speak his language. And I was like, it's just cause I don't want to write dialogue. <laughs> I, and, and then it started getting cute. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'll accept this. But that was <laughs> first thought. I was like, Oh, they just want to make a quiet movie. Cause they made a quiet place and they don't know how to write dialogue. And I'm over it. <laughs> okay all right i'll give you that of uh it was a possibility they were thinking of i said it was my negative brain i'm i'm being i'm being transparent about where my headspace is from okay and it's and it's good because like i i love sci-fi movies and i I don't know, like my, my brother likes sci-fi. My dad likes sci-fi. My mom doesn't really, but like talking to someone else about not really liking sci-fi. I'm like, I, I want to know, like, like you said, you want more of the backstory. You want more of the explanation. And I'm like, I think that would go, I'm going to try and find some sci-fi stuff that you're going to like. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to find stuff where they explain everything. I'm going to try look to narrow down what your specific sci-fi movie you would like. Okay. Well, I wish you luck on this endeavor. Thank you. 
it's just an excuse for me to watch more sci-fi. And then also, cause then, so then my negative brain, not really negative brain, but I started spiraling. I was like, okay, so I'm not going to do dialogue. Cause it was a quiet place. And I was like, oh, Adam Driver must just be in it because he was in Star Wars and there's a spaceship and he likes to drive <laughs> I was a spaceship. Like, he's in his element here. I was like, when he put, when they showed like, um, his like space suit, I was like, Oh my God. And then they kind of did like the breathing part. And I was like, <laughs> Darth Vader. And like, it was like, it was some very little tiny bits of, I was like, Oh my God, Star Wars. It's, it's making a comeback. Um, but <laughs> that was. Sorry. Um, I'm not even saying it's like, it's a bad movie. I think it's a decent, like I enjoyed parts of it. Like I, the, there were, there were strong points. There were mm-hmm. redeeming points that I felt like were, if they were in a different movie, I would have, I would have really liked the movie. Gotcha. Um, so I'm not like saying it's like shit. Like I'm not saying people don't go see it. Cause I know Matt alluded to me cause he didn't really want to talk to me about it. Cause we were going to be filming. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like alluding to me that he enjoyed the movie. I know you enjoyed the movie. I mm-hmm. think people who like sci-fi are really going to like this movie. I think people who like sci-fi elements will really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I am just one of those people that that's not it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's totally valid. But it's like a decently made movie. I do have two comments on the production of the movie. Sure. Um, so I'm not going to say it's a perfect made movie and it's just the fact it was sci-fi that <laughs> I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But it had a really, like a lot of strong points that like I can give credit where credit's due and it's not like Winnie the Pooh, Blonde Honey. So it's not like <laughs> complete garbage. Like, you know? Yeah. That's great. But I'll, I'll get into my production things sure. real quick because then my list is done. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I actually just have like one one quick thing. Okay. So my two things, and one of this I wrote pretty early on. I was like, for some reason, I feel like the sound design is trying a little too hard. The sound design? Yeah. What do you mean? Like the music production in it. Like there's so much just over dramatic, over bearing music I feel like all the time I did not pick up on the music it's like the whole it's I, all I was not focused on that at all must just be like maybe it's just like a sci-fi thing like it's just in the background and you guys don't yeah. notice it and I'm just like all oh, just like that's so- yeah that that's kind of an, no I like thinking about it now I'm like I can't I don't know what what it sounds like yeah I think it was an overbearing score like it the whole time and I can't even remember it Wow. Sci-fi huh. brain looks weird. <laughs> I I really wasn't concerned about it at all. Like it it didn't well, they play didn't a talk, factor. so there had to be some sort of sound and I thought it was annoying. I I don't remember what any of the sound is like. I'm going to have to That's talk insane. To, I'm going to have to yeah, talk to Matt immediately yeah. after this because I need to know. Cuz if he doesn't remember what any of the sound then is it's either, sci-fi then brain. It's sci-fi brain. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah that was my one note and then my my last note the like the literal last thing i wrote actually on this mm-hmm. um was actually that's not true because i wrote let's say maybe you produced this and i didn't notice that until the credits and i was like okay <laughs> cute but no um was that there was some very obvious green screening um mm-hmm. especially towards the end yes I noticed that too. And I was like, oh man, they were, I, I thought they were doing a pretty good job up to a point, And then it, yeah, the, they ran out of money or something because they spend it too much on their sound. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that I didn't hear. <laughs> Must not have spent enough for Emily. But because I, you know, with a movie like that, like with, you know, you have to make the dino, like, you know, there's going to be CGI mm-hmm. and like green screens and some stuff like that. And there yeah. was, a, I was actually kind of trying to look mm-hmm. to see if I could notice stuff because I was in my neg brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also just feel like I need to be better about kind of noticing that stuff because I listen to reviews and people will be like, oh my God, the CGI is so awful. I'm like, ah, I didn't notice CGI crap. Yeah. Um, but so I, I was trying to like be more mindful of that. And it really wasn't until like a couple of the end sequences mm-hmm. where I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is like, maybe turn the lighting down a little <laughs> bit. Like, cause it was with the really bright scenes. I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I can like yeah. see the screen. It yeah. fell. Yeah. No, that makes sense. The, I, I noticed that too. And I was like, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. The dinos I thought were pretty good. Yeah. Um, there was just the, the one dinos that they got into a, a, 
encounter with mm-hmm. that I don't, I'm not super, like, I don't have like a dinosaur tree. Like, I don't know what all of them are, but there was one I was like, I've never seen a dino. That oh looks yeah. Like, it was more like lizard, like, like, like an alligator. Yeah. Yeah. It was creepy. I fucking hate alligators. I was literally just talking about this yesterday. <laughs> I fucking hate them so much. I was, I said this and I quote, there's not a lot of things that I would sell my soul for, but one thing I would sell my soul for and not look back is guaranteed protections from alligators, snakes, sharks, and spiders. I would give it willingly mm-hmm. if I was guaranteed to never be in a situation with them. That makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, because they're terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. But I love watching stuff about them. Like Shark Week, which we talked about before. Love, love watching Shark Week. Yeah. That's Do not put me near one. I don't want to be in a dangerous situation. That was what and I would yes, tell myself yes, for. I wouldn't want to be in a dangerous yeah. situation with them. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that really only applies for sharks. Cause like, I'd love to see them at like an aquarium or oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like I've held a, a baby reef shark before. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't mind being in like those type of situations, but I never want to be in a dangerous ones. The other ones I could be in zero type of situations <laughs> and be perfectly fine. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like, well, no, I guess like I went on a gator tour and yeah, I, I really loved the gator tour. So like, that's fine. But it like, wasn't like dangerous, Yeah. but like it could, I guess, potentially turn dangerous. So like I'd sell my soul to know that there'd never even be the potential of that. Snakes no, and spiders sense. though could not go near me in the safest situation. I would rather die. No, that makes sense. And like, these were creepy. They were lizard and alligator like, and it, the way that they were moving was very unsettling. Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of them like licked their chomps. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it was. No, I'd see that's something I'd sell my soul for for protection from right there. Take yeah. it. You can have it. I don't need it back. <laughs> Internal damnation. That's fine. Don't put a snake near me, please. Yeah. Uh, but that's another one. Like, I love learning about those kinds of animals. Um, like, I think a couple of years ago, I was like, I want to watch every single documentary on anacondas, but well, I no. never want to be in a situation where I'm near one. I can't even look at them. Like, pictures of them creep me out. They are creepy. No, I literally, I, so, <laughs> fun fact, <laughs> when Matt and I first, first started dating, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, obviously, so we weren't living together yet, and he was still, um, he was at his parents' house, because he was home from college. Mm-hmm. So I would go and basically like live at his parents' house. And one day his mom texts us and goes, the cats found a toy. And it was his two cats hovered over a snake in their basement and just beating the crap out of this snake or playing with it or just watching it. Mm -hmm. They were just over the snake. And to this day, because at his house, you kind of go through the basement to get upstairs. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's the better alternative from the outside to the inside, or is at least the way that Matt would always bring me in and out. Mm-hmm. So now like I can't use the front door like a normal person. <laughs> like I, I go through that, which for a first date, like I definitely looked at him and I was like, are you a serial killer? Because you are walking me through your basement right now. Yeah. Um, but to this day, surprise, he's not. <laughs> Guess Unless what? He's playing like the long game. <laughs> Just kidding. Super, super long game at that point. Yeah. But yeah, to this day, I won't enter his house until Matt does a full sweep of the basement. And I'm like, nope. It was like a gardener snake. I didn't care. I knew it was down there and I knew that they could get down there. Therefore, I no longer felt safe. And it would be when I was still working like midnights at the theater. Mm -hmm. And then I would like go to his house and crash. Mm -hmm. So I would get out of work at like midnight, drive like 30 minutes to his house. And he would have to stay awake because he'd have to greet me at the door (laughs) and walk me up with him. Because I know that if he had greeted me at the door, he had done a full sweep on Mm -hmm. his way down. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I think I, I, well, I kind of have a similar story when I was working, um, at a previous job, we had a back door entrance that everyone used, but there was enough of a gap underneath that when it rained, worms would come in. It was weird. But um, one day one of my coworkers walked into the kitchen, which was where it was and screamed bloody murder and was like, there's a snake in here. And me, cause it, where I was working was in the city. I was the closest thing to a farm girl. <laughs> so I was like, I-, I got it guys. I'll do it. So like nope. I, I picked it up and I threw it outside. 
you touched it? I touched it. With your hands? Yeah. When I went to the Audubon growing up, <laughs> you had to like, they offered you to like touch dead snake skin mm-hmm. and they put it near me and I threw up and I had to leave. <laughs> like I didn't like, like that's it. That's how severe I cannot do it. I have yeah. passed out, blacked out in a pet smart walking past the oh snake section. Oh All right. So we know where we're at with that. And if, I would sell my soul. That, yes. That, yeah. That's where we're at. There we go. <laughs> I love it. I sound so dramatic this episode. Well, it was a dramatic movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm just setting the tone, guys. Yes. Um. <laughs> so for my last thing. Okay. I think, you know what, this is kind of go going to go, not super dramatic, but like a, I don't even know how to explain it. But something happens at some point at the movie, and I was like, okay. Are we trying to instill the same fear to a new generation? So when I was growing up, I thought that quicksand was going to be more (laughs) of a thing that I had to deal with in my everyday life. Sorry, I had the same thought. (laughs) So you say that's funny. (laughs) Yes, quicksand, go. That's great. No, like the amount of books... Scooby-Doo, how many Scooby-Doo episodes were there? Or just really anything where quicksand was a factor and you had to watch out for it. No, I know exactly what you're talking about because when I saw that and I I literally thought to myself, is this where all the quicksand fear came from? Because this is supposed to be 65 million years ago. So was this actually like prominent Mm -hmm. at the time? And then we just like, Mm-hmm. When we started building cities and shit, like just got over it. But I, I literally thought the thought the same thing. I'm like, this just unlocked a childhood fear of mine because I used to be scared to like walk on the beach because I never knew what was quicksand. That's amazing. That's so yeah. freaking funny because yeah. I almost wrote that down and I forgot. I, I I put it under the standout performances. Quicksand because it stood out to me. <laughs> The performance of that quicksand. Um, yeah, it no, it, it unlocked that childhood fear. And I was like, oh, God, is that something that I need to watch out for again? Because <laughs> I would all the time going walking in the woods and stuff like that, especially when I lived down south, because it, it, there are quicksand pits down there. And I'm so like, it's an actual it thing. It's an actual thing. But it's in like swampy areas where you wouldn't really be. But I, when I was walking through the woods, I was like, oh, my God. There's going to be quicksand just popping up out of nowhere. I actually debunked it as a rumor after a while because I was like, this is a thing that I'm going to see all the time. And that I'm just I got to watch where I stop, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've never encountered it. I've never heard of it. I never see any stories. Child eaten by quicksand or something like that. So I just like I've wrote I've like wrote it off as just like a childhood myth Mm -hmm. that like creators put in stuff to scare children i didn't think it was an actual thing like i have debunked it in my brain it's not a thing it it, it is no it's not <laughs> i've actually seen a video of um it was like a geosciences professor took a class to the beach and they that because that's the best place because it's got the solid and the liquid and then when they were making it warm together it they literally made quicksand because they were jumping on it and she had them in a ring. I'm going to see if I can find the video. No, I'm good. Okay. All it right. It doesn't exist. Anyway, I it was know. a really cool video. I'm kind of But I was scared. Like, I kind of want to watch it, but like, I've already, I've already told how my, to get out of it. Okay. Well, then maybe I'll watch it. But like, video. I've like debunked it in my brain that it's not a real thing. To not give you nightmares, it's not a real thing. I don't think I'd have night. I don't know. <laughs> I don't maybe... Know that paired with like the lizard thing could possibly yeah. like cause one. But I was, I was happy thinking it's just that like some sick lesson people creating children's shows wanted to, because, you know, I wouldn't because put my, my second favorite movie is the princess bride. Mm-hmm. And then like, that was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. The big part of like, I feared for it all the time after yeah. that, because I was like, if it can take buttercup, you know, <laughs> um, Not buttercup. And, uh, yeah. But I don't think it's real. I don't want it to be real. So it's not real. I feel like it's not, especially not like 
especially, especially not where we're at. Is it like how it is in the movies or is it just like, is it like, mm-hmm. is it like just over dramatized? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not that quick, but it could still like, yeah, you sink, you sink in it, but like gone forever or like, just like a, oh, your foot's kind of stuck in a puddle, but you can take it out. Depends on how deep it is. It depends on how deep so it is. So like it could kill you? It, yeah. I don't like you today. <laughs> We're going to, no, like you said, it's debunked. You don't have to worry about it. So sick rumoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think I already know where this is going to go, but, um, and I, th- and I think it's just going to be a star rating actually. For- oh, wait, wait, dinosaurs. Dinos. How many the, dinos? These are dinos- dinosaurs. So after, out of five dinos, what would you rate this as? Two and a half dinos. That's what I thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm at a solid four. It's one of my favorite, like on, on the side of my, one of my favorite sci-fis. I know I'm getting a look. <laughs> Solid four dinos. That's what I'm giving it. I respect that for you and your taste in movies. Mm-hmm. And I bet a lot of other people that like sci-fi are going to agree with you. And I'm not saying you're wrong, um, but this one was, it was not for me. Yeah. And I I am curious as to what other people are going to say and then people who do like sci-fi movies. I'm interested in. Yeah. What please they- write in. Like I genuinely like want to know. Cause I do feel like I'm going to be in the minority of this. Like if you're not a sci-fi person and you watched it and you like it, I want to know yeah. if you are a sci-fi person and you liked it and you, you watched it and you didn't like it. I definitely want to know. Yeah. Cause I want to feel somewhat vindicated, <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to get that. No, I don't think I'm going to win with this one, but that's fine. Because I just want people to enjoy movies no matter what. Yeah. And we've all got different tastes. And I think also a part of it was I connected with it so strongly on, like I said, an emotional level because of my childhood. And I think that, and then also I really like sci-fi movies. So like, I I think those two things really helped with this movie. Yeah. And making it. And And other people have that too. And like, I'm glad that it gave you that type of emotional response. Like, I mean, I don't blame you. You've seen me sob in movies before. So like, yeah, it it does change what could be a mundane movie. Mm -hmm. And then the second you have that type of reaction, it's like a whole new level for you. Well, like I said, um, not me getting emotional two minutes in. (laughs) So (laughs) from the get go, it was, it had me So, but I'm, I'm interested to see what other people are going to say about it. Um, I'm interested to see what like the reviews and stuff are going to be on it too. So, which we'll be covering this week. Mm Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that later on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, did we, did we do it? I think we did it. Okay. So, uh, with that, we did it. (laughs) Um, remember to be a box office club member to like subscribe review and reach out to us at box office club pod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Please, please, please write in. And with that, stay safe, support your local theaters, tell us your thoughts on this week's box office stories, and we will see you next time with another segment of The The Box Box Office Club. Club.